hello there and welcome back to Beach Well Podcast. This is episode five, How Grief Affected My Body Image. Hey everyone, it's Destiny. Welcome back to another week and another podcast episode. The response so far has been amazing. We are at, we are at almost 500 total plays, which is so awesome. Hopefully with this episode we can push past the 500 mark and that is just such a cool milestone to be checking off so early on. Take a screenshot of you listening and put it up on your story and tag me at the fat author and at Beach Dwell Podcast so we can give you a shout out and we can say thank you for spending time with us. So before I get into the content of this week's episode, I just want to put out a disclaimer, a content warning, a trigger warning that this episode is going to be talking about suicide, eating disorders, body image, all those things. Um, this is a really hard episode for me to be recording. I'm trying to hold it together. So it is going to be emotional and it is going to talk about those things. So if you are not comfortable with that or you're just not in a great headspace, I totally understand. No hard feelings. Click away right now. <sighs> okay, deep breaths. We're going to see if we can make it through this entire episode without crying. <laughs> if you know me at all, you know that's probably going to be a very uh, hard thing to achieve. So the reason that I wanted to make this episode today, um, you know, especially given the fact that the last couple have been story times and everything's been pretty like upbeat and light. <sighs> but this Thursday, so you're listening to this on Wednesday, so tomorrow, July 2nd, is the two-year anniversary of my cousin dying by suicide. And the first thing that I want to make note of here is the way that I just phrased that and saying that he died by suicide. I think it's really important, and we can totally have this narrative, you know, later on, or you can do your own research. We really need to start moving away from the whole committed, um, you know, saying that someone, like, committed suicide is, it has such negative connotations because when we think of the word committed in that sense it's like they committed a crime and it just has a really really negative connotation to it so please if you're ever talking about suicide try to phrase it in ways like they um like death by suicide they died by suicide something like that so thursday tomorrow is the two-year anniversary of my cousin passing away to suicide these past two years have in some ways absolutely flown by and in others have felt like a freaking eternity. <sighs> My cousin was a lot older than me. Um, I think he passed away before his 40th birthday. So he was in his late 30s. He's a couple years younger than my mom. My mom and him grew up very, very close. They were very close in age. And my family was is very... Um, connected like they went camping every summer they would spend you know breaks together they would go to my uh great grandma's house and they would like chill out there for a couple of weeks at a time she has a farm um both here in ontario as well as in jamaica so my mom and my cousin were very very close and um you know he was in his teens when i was born so we never had like the same relationship that I had with my cousins who are closer to me in age, but we definitely had a very loving and open relationship. I loved him a lot, obviously, 
I always always make fun of him for putting ketchup on literally everything. Uh, he never failed to make me laugh. He had such he had such an amazing laugh. Like it really just it really just lit up a room. He was such an amazing person. He had three beautiful children. He had a wife. And he was just he was just amazing and I I love him a lot and his death came totally out of left field for me and for my family. I got the call late at night on July 2nd. Uh, my mom woke me up and my mom woke me up and she told me that that he had passed. And I just remember there was like this moment of total confusion and anger and I just started sobbing. <sighs> I pray that you've never experienced losing someone to suicide. I would not wish it on my worst enemy. I think one of the biggest things that I realized through his death is that there is such a different feeling when it comes to suicide versus like a car accident or an illness um, or old age or something else that takes the life of a, lo a loved one. Suicide is really, really tricky because you know that they're battling their inner demons and that to them, this was the absolute last resort. This was the only way that they thought that they could make the world a better place was with, was with, what, was without them in it. And I know that. And I, I don't blame him, but I'm still so angry because I just, I can't wrap my head around why he would choose to leave us. But then I have to remind myself that my loving cousin that I knew and I grew up with who teased me about my writing and who teased me about ketchup, he wasn't the same person that we lost on July 2nd. He was lost way before that and just we didn't know. So oh, fork. Wow. I made it a whole seven minutes without crying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, actually, no, I'm not sorry because feelings are valid. Grief is valid. So the main reason I wanted to talk about this on the podcast this week was one, because it didn't feel authentic not to when it's such a huge part of my life and this week is such a shit show for me. It was already a shit show. And then if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that my last couple of days have just been a series of hate comments and death threats and all that fun stuff. So this is just really not my week. So for one, it just didn't feel authentic to not have this podcast episode be about this when it is the week of the anniversary. And for two, it fits <laughs> with this brand, whatever you want to call it. It, 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 it fits. It makes sense. <laughs> so going back to the title of this episode, how grief affected my body image. Poor body image is something that has been linked to depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts by tons of researchers, studies, doctors. Um, there's no denying that a poor body image can lead to super low self-esteem, feelings of self-harm, thoughts of suicide. I was aware of all of those things. I had 
encountered a lot of those things growing up before I started to really get into this whole journey. But what I never had heard of was this idea that grief could actually manifest itself negatively within your body image. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that because I think it's really important. It was something that I wasn't prepared for. So if anything, hopefully this episode can prepare you for that if, God forbid, you ever, you know, lose a loved one, whether it's to suicide or not. So obviously, in the days, weeks, months, years, um, after my cousin's death, my mental health was absolutely gone. (laughs) It was so bad. The best way to describe it is that I was shattered. My entire family was shattered. Because like I said, this really came out of nowhere. (laughs) It really, it just, it devastated a lot of people. Um, My family, his children, his wife, all of the cousins, friends, coworkers. So I, I was just very shattered. This was the first death that I had ever encountered via suicide. And I just, I was not prepared. I feel like a really easy outlet for grief, at least for me, is either taking it out on other people, that frustration, that anger, you know, all of those feelings, taking it out on other people and pushing people away and whatever, or taking it out on your body. And because I am a chronic people pleaser, I chose the latter. And I decided to take all of my frustrations, all of my anger, every single emotion that I was feeling and put it towards my body and my self-esteem. My eating disorder really ramped up. I started to have a really complicated relationship with food. I was either not nourishing myself enough or I was way overnourishing myself. Oh, I don't think I've ever actually admitted this to anyone. I went through a solid phase of looking into dieting and I haven't I haven't believed in diets. I haven't been interested in diets for a few years now. And that was a really really low point in my life that I thought about going back to that, about going back to the Destiny who yo-yo dieted and bought into all of these fads to try to make her body do whatever it was that society wanted. And I was in such a bad headspace. I hated myself that I started to revert back to the me that I was like four years ago when I had absolutely no idea about fat liberation and body positivity. And I just lived to try to make myself smaller and to fit into this box the society deemed was acceptable. I really started to hate myself because I couldn't hate my cousin. At least that's what I felt. I felt like I had so much anger and I was so mad, but I would see all of these videos and all of these posts talking about how it wasn't their fault that it was a mental illness and that you couldn't really place blame on them, which I think is totally valid. But for me, my anger had to go somewhere. I couldn't be mad at my cousin. I didn't want to take it out on the people that I loved because they were also suffering. I didn't want to take it out on my friends because they were doing their best and I didn't want to be a burden because hashtag chronic people pleaser. So I took that anger and that frustration out on myself and on my body. And is that a healthy thing to do? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But that's what I was doing. That's how I was trying to cope and deal and heal 
granted, very poorly. Those were all very bad decisions on my part. My kind of climax here came um, after I got a comment on a post that I had made. I can't remember what platform it was on, if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but basically I had made a post talking about my cousin and some time had passed since he had um, died. Basically, this person was telling me that me and my body were the reason that my cousin had chosen or my cousin had died by suicide. And to me, that just affirmed everything that I had been doing to myself for months and months of, you know, fucking up my relationship with food and thinking so critically about myself. Anytime I saw pictures or I saw myself in the mirror, I would tear myself down as aggressively as I could because I just wanted to get all of my emotions out somehow. One of my friends encouraged me to write a letter expressing everything that I wanted to say, but obviously one couldn't because he wasn't here. And also just to kind of put everything out, even the politically incorrect stuff, just to get all of my feelings out on the page as if I was writing him a letter. So I did. And I have it saved in Scrivener, which is the um, system that I use to write my books. And I wrote him this very long letter. And I just let everything out. All of the anger, all of the frustration, all of the sadness and the fear. Everything that I had been feeling for months and months and months. I just wrote it all in this letter that I'm very happy you will never actually read. Writing has always been such an outlet for me. And one of the biggest issues with my cousin passing away was that I got disconnected from writing. Writing has always been a safe haven for me to process my emotions, but I wasn't able to write. I could not, for the life of me, bring myself to write anything. I had been trying to work on my book, on other creative projects, and nothing was coming until I wrote this letter. And it was like, I was like, that's what my body had needed me to do all along, was just to scream and yell on the paper and just get every single little thing off of my chest that I've been holding in for so long because I felt like I couldn't say them to anyone after I wrote that letter. That was like a good catalyst for me. I kind of started to be able to pick myself back up again and I started following more body positive people online and I started making more connections with people and I started to make connections with people who were also, um, people who had been left behind by a loved one and making those connections really helped. And I got back into writing again and I started to reach out to my friends more and I slowly bit by bit started to pick myself back up to where I am now. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. This week is a prime example of that. Knowing that this week is the anniversary of my cousin, I have been wanting to fall back into those bad habits so much. Like I cannot even describe to you how much this week fucks with my head. <laughs> and it did last year too, but this year we are stronger. I feel like I have more of a foundation. I've processed my emotions more. I have processed what has happened more. And I think those are great, great steps. But I really just wanted to talk about this because like I said, I had never heard of anyone talking about how grief can manifest itself in body image. I knew that it affected your mental health and obviously your state of well-being, but I never realized how detrimental it could be 
to your actual physical well-being and the relationship that you have with your body and your self-esteem. Healing and grief are not linear. The amount of people that were in my DMs when I posted about my cousin's one-year anniversary telling me that, you know, it's been a year, shut up already, why are you still going on about this, was crazy. It was astronomical, but it was wild to me because you cannot put a time limit on grief. There's no expiration date. You feel the loss of someone that you love for the rest of your life. It just gets easier and the feelings die down a little bit, but it's always going to be there in the back of your head. So if anyone ever tells you that you've been grieving for too long or you haven't been grieving enough or you moved on to someone else too fast or if anyone tries to micromanage your grief, just tell them to fuck off because at the end of the day, you are the only one who knows how you are processing your own grief and your own emotions and you're the only one who knows when it's the right time to move on. When you lose someone, it hurts. It hurts really, really bad. So if you take anything away from this episode, I want you, one, to remember that grief isn't linear and that there's no expiration date and you get to dictate how and when you move on. Two, support systems are your best friend. I did not utilize my support system well enough. In fact, some of them listening right now are probably going to be blowing up my phone yelling at me because they didn't know a lot of that stuff that I just told you. They didn't know that I almost went back to dieting because I didn't lean on them. I didn't want to be a burden. I kept thinking of myself as a burden, but I'm not. I'm their friend. They wanted to help me. They wanted to be there for me so badly, and they just didn't know how. And if I would have been more open... And if I would have actually leaned on them more, I think that would have been better for both parties involved. So either build yourself a support system if you feel like you don't have one already, or utilize that support system. And lastly, process your grief however that works for you. Try to find ways to process your grief that are healthy for you, whether that's journaling or writing a letter like I did, whether that's going to see a therapist, having more time with your family to just talk about your loved one and to just reminisce and remember, whether that's reaching out to your friends, writing a song, writing a book, making a TikTok about it, posting pictures on the anniversary, whatever you have to do to process your grief, as long as it's healthy and it's not damaging you physically, then do it. I really, really, really encourage you to do that because the sooner that you can process your grief, the sooner that you can get into that point where you're starting to kind of come out of the darkness towards the light, towards the stars, and you can slowly start to live your life again and just remember instead of being constantly weighed down by the weight of grief. Just to kind of end this episode off, I just want to be, I just really want to, to end this episode I really just want to speak to any of you that are listening right now that are maybe suicidal yourselves, that have thought about suicide, that are struggling, even if we have never talked. I can tell you with 1000% certainty that you deserve to be on this earth and that this earth is better with you in it. Oh my God. 
I'm not wearing waterproof mascara. I literally can't see out my eyes. I can tell you that for a fact, even having never met you. And if you are someone that I know, please take this podcast episode and either realize that you have at least one person in this world that cares about you because I care about you. My DMs are always open. If you have my number, you can text me, you can call me, you can FaceTime me, you can Snapchat me. If you have loved ones, if you have siblings or parents or children or cousins or friends, if you're struggling to live for yourself right now, then live for them. Because I promise you, I promise you that they are going to be left shattered and that their hearts are going to be so broken without you here and they're not going to understand why you left and it's going to take them so long to process that oh my god (laughs) I literally can't see out of my eyes anymore maybe that's kind of guilt trippy I don't know I'm so sorry if that's not politically correct but as someone who has been left behind as someone (sighs) As someone who has seen the after effects of suicide and just how big of a gaping hole it leaves in the lives of so many people, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. I promise you there is so much more that you can do in this life and there is so much more that is waiting for you and people who love you and support you and want to see you thrive and who would much rather spend an hour listening to your problems than they would attending your funeral service. Okay, pull it back together for the finale here, Destiny. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I've just been a blubbering mess this entire episode. Thank you so much for listening. I know that this episode is a little bit deeper and more emotional than most, but like I said earlier, I just, it didn't feel authentic to have a podcast this week and it not be about this, given everything, obviously, that's going on. So thank you for listening. If you're listening on Apple, please consider leaving this a review and a rating. That really helps me out. Um, Again, send me screenshots of you listening. I would love to hear it. If you have lost anyone to suicide, please feel free to reach out to me if you want some support or if you just want to talk about it because trust me, I understand. Again, my DMs are open to absolutely anyone. My phone is literally always on. I'm so emotional. I can't remember how I end my podcast episodes. I told you to rate and review. I told you to screenshot. I said thank you. I think that's it. Maybe. Right, Moo? Moo is my cat, by the way. Anyway, I need to, like, go wash off my face because I literally am doing the rest of this with my eyes closed because my mascara is burning. Remember that you are worthy regardless of your size, and I'll see you next time. Bye!